Welcome in to the Rock Talk Studio, your destination for all the latest in the world of rock and roll books and documentaries. In the next 20 minutes of this podcast, you'll get an insider's look at what has just come out. You'll get the latest buzz on what has been announced as coming out. And then this month's spotlight title, a memoir from a member of one of rock's greatest power trios, gets reviewed and rated and judgment passed on if it's worth your time and money. I'm your host, Big Rick. Join me for an exclusive look into what's hitting the shelves and screens and get ready to rock your reading and viewing list. Going to kick off this month's episode with a few things that have just come out, and it's always nice to start the show with a highly recommended book. This one from Mr. Wilco himself, Jeff Tweedy. He has a new book out, his third actually, where he talks about how 50 songs made an impact on his life. The book is called World Within a Song, Music That Changed My Life and Life That Changed My Music. And I, I love this book. The 50 songs, they're, they're really not the focal point. And Tweety kind of reminds us of that as, as you go through the book. It's really about the power a song has to place a marker in your life, to open up places to, in us and, and leave us changed forever. It's a very universal theme, the power of music. And Tweedy explores it with a wonder that reminds us how important taking time to dig into music really can be. The book, it's, it's very humble, and it celebrates being able to create art through song and the immeasurable impression music has on our lives. He's really good at pointing out that a song gets stapled to our memories and can remind us of many things, most importantly, that we're not alone. It's with a witty joy he reminisces about his life and what has changed within him upon hearing certain songs. And then woven in between the songs are quick paragraphs, uh, different passages about turning points, moments in his life he calls rememories. It's a nice little add-on to the story. Don't skip on this one. It's a really quick read. It's 220 pages. It's one of those books that I know I'll be going back to one of those books that you can just pick up and read a little and then put it down with a smile on your face. All right, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here with this one and look at a documentary that just came out about someone who is not a rock and roller, but I've decided to include this in here because this guy is a badass and a lot of rockers bowed out on him. One of countries, yes, I said country, don't turn off the podcast just yet because we're talking about Willie Nelson. I mean, come on, Keith Richards just came out and played a few songs with him at his 90th birthday bash at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. It's Willie, a new documentary, Willie Nelson and Family, his lyrics, his life, his legacy is out now. It's the first authorized work about his life, and Willie has had an amazing life. It's a four-part docu-series. I will definitely be watching this one. Now, here's one from a true rocker, one of rock's greatest front men. And this is a new book that just came out about David Lee Roth called How David Lee Roth Changed the World. This is the first book on Roth in over 25 years since um, Crazy from the Heat, his autobiography, 272 pages on the man who, of course, started Van Halen and then wrote a memoir became a radio host, sold a screenplay to a major studio that never got made, got certified as an EMT, played Vegas, put out a bluegrass version of his biggest hits, and then rejoined Van Halen for a reunion tour. The one and only David Lee Roth. New book is called How David Lee Roth Changed the World, and it's written by Darren Paltrowitz. Okay, that wraps up the What Just Came Out. Up next, this month's spotlight title review and rating 
of a new memoir from Getty Lee of Rush. If you're finding value in the reviews, previews, and recommendations that I put together every month in the Rock Talk Studio podcast and you're enjoying the show and like to help me out with it, probably the, one of the best things you could do is leave me a five-star rating and review. Uh, Apple Podcasts are great for when someone's looking for a new show and they see that it's, I've got a bunch of reviews, there's a bunch of five stars there. So if you got a moment and you can leave me some kind words, that would be great. It really helps the show. It's probably one of the best things you can do for the show. Anything helps. I really love doing the Rock Talk Studio podcast, so I appreciate any support from this amazing rock and roll community. Okay, time to take a look at this month's Spotlight Review title, and that is the new book by Getty Lee, his memoir called My in Life. And the beginning and the end of this book are so powerful that the in-between where Getty Lee charts the amazing Rush rock and roll fantasy, it, it can't even compare So let's start there. Two chapters in, Getty finds it necessary to preference the coming of the next few chapters where he tells the story of his parents' imprisonment in Nazi prison camps by saying, if you find it half as harrowing to read as I did writing it, you may be tempted to skip ahead. And I was a little surprised with him saying this. I'm I'm so glad that I didn't skip ahead. To me, this retelling of this really gripping story of how his parents not his grandparents, his parents found each other in the prison camp, survived the horrors of Auschwitz, and then refound each other after the war is a huge part of his story. It's, it's the foundation of who he is, and it provides so much insight into what he has gone through in his life while carrying these memories of his parents, especially at an early age when his dad dies suddenly in his sleep. And then he begins his young life, brought up by his mother and her Jewish traditions and old school ways. Getty was always bucked up against a ton of stereotypes. I mean, his looks, which he chides himself about plenty in the book, especially his nose, he talks about. His voice, which for some is a stretch to make work. And the music, remember at a time, they were a heavy progressive prog band trying to be, you know, around in the realm of Yes and Genesis. So here comes the middle part where Getty finds his way to music and starts the rock and roll dream. He drops out of high school, he bucks his mom's religion, and then he finds his life partner in his musical journey, the great guitarist Alec Lifeson. And then eventually, of course, the final piece of one of rock's greatest three-piece bands, the one-of-a-kind drummer Neil Peart, joins the band. And what kept me engaged during this lengthy middle part was Lee's personality coming through in the pages. He's he's nerdy, he's thoughtful, he's a self-confessed geek and control freak. Uh, his candor just it just draws you in. He just is really likable. He is he has an honest delivery. He's never shy about pointing out where he overstepped and catered too much to to fads um, like MTV in the eighties. Really brings out his personality when he when he talks about these stumbles. I always liked him, and you can't help but not connect with his journey. The book being over five hundred pages, there is though a lot a middle. And I'll get to the end part in, in, in a second. Um, there's, there's a lot to read in the middle. There, there is an exhaustive detail about producers and time in the studio. And then the tried and true wash, rinse, repeat rock and roll story of write, record, tour. There is a lot of that. There is also a lot of pictures, which I do want to mention. Most books you know, have the obligatory middle section photo share 
But Getty's book has pictures throughout, which I really thought helped tell the story and provided a really nice insight. And then at the end of the book, there's even more pictures that kind of chronological his life. Again, as for the bulk of this book, I really think you need to be a pretty deep Rush fan not to get a little bored by it. It's fairly typical, though in no way not impressive. Don't get me wrong, uh, Rush fans. I admire the drive of this unique band and the depth of talent that does it doesn't go unrecognized with me. It just it just doesn't contain any huge rock and roll moments. The story of their climb through the ranks is pretty synonymous with a ton of, of 70s rock bands. So let's cut to the end as Getty tells a story of Neil Peart's death and to bring to a close this amazing journey and story. Getty does a great job at navigating this personal story. Peart was a highly personal guy. So you can feel the respect and the delivery, and it really comes through in a moving culmination to the story. This is a story of survival and family and a lot of gratitude that Lee has for the life that he's led and for the amazing friendship he shared with Neil and Alex. Learning about how these three connected and wrote and performed together was was a positive indeed. I mean, Rush was a you either get it or you don't ban. A hugely talented band, and this book is a great memento to those three musicians who, when all said and done, were at the top of their weight class with their instruments. Getty Lee's My F in Life runs 512 pages and was written by Getty and Daniel Richler. Time to brace yourself for the verdict. Coming up next, I stamp the official Rock Talk Studio rating on this one, revealing the ultimate final judgment on this book. Okay, let's stamp the official Rock Talk Studio rating on Getty Lee's My F in Life. The rating system is one through four. One is a front row center, very unique, one of a kind, doesn't come around often. This one is the best of the best. That's a one front row center. Two is a floor seat, great book, highly recommended, don't miss. Three is a load seat. It's not bad. It can still be recommended it's, or it could just be okay. And four, you're in the nosebleeds, baby. Getty Lee's book, My F in Life, is a three. It's a load seat for me. It's okay. I do recommend it, but again, I do preference it with it is a long book with a lot of deep Rush stuff. So if you're really into Rush, no doubt, go out, get this book without a doubt. It's a must-have for Rush fans. I really enjoyed it, but looking at it overall, um, I just think it's there's just a little bit too much in the middle and there's not enough That would really hold the attention unless you're a real super rock fan. I'm going three, load seat. All right, before I wrap up this episode, you know what time it is. It's time for all that buzz and documentary news. Coming up next, all the latest announcements on what's coming out, including a book about one of the most tragic stories in the history in rock and roll. And as we all know, there are a lot of tragic stories in rock and roll. This podcast is all about where to go for the good stuff when it comes to rock and roll books and documentaries. So I want to tip you on where you can get a ton of great recommendations, and that is the show's archives. Reviews of projects from artists like Bob Dylan, Bowie, U2, Jimmy Page, Lucinda Williams, the Abbey Road Studios, 
There's the Almond Brothers, Cheap Trick, Rainy Roads, Little Richard, CCR, and so, so, so much more. You can check out all the past shows anywhere you get your podcasts. That's where you go for a bunch of great recommendations. Speaking of rock and roll podcasts, before I get on to the next segment, I wanted to shout out to a great podcast that's put together by the host, Adam Choit, and it's about the Tedeschi Trucks Band. It's called the Unofficial Tedeschi Trucks Band Podcast, and Adam does a really great job at digging into all things that's happening in the Tedeschi Truck world, uh, reviewing shows, talking about two band members, talking about people around the band. I mean, the band influences so many other um styles of music that are out there. And, you know, bands like the Grateful Dead, the Allman Brothers, I actually was on the show talking about Leon Russell and how Leon Russell affected the Tedeschi Trucks band. They're such a great band. He does such a great job. If you're into that band or into that world, the jam band world, check this show out. Here's a little bit from that show. There's some Revelator songs that I'm like, man, we got to bring those back. But we've done so many songs and albums. There's like so much to choose from that we, I guess we don't think about it all the time. We need to get you a really good slide player in Nashville, and you guys need to cover a Derek Truck song. You know, he told me Susan wrote the song, which he, he was proud of. He said that with great pride, you know, the way you say nice things about your family. <laughs> From the first note with Tedeschi Trucks, they just blow you away. Yes, we will. I wouldn't argue with anyone that said, that says, that could be my favorite song on on I Am The Moon. He, you know, signs my ticket. And I look over at Susan, I say, Susan, would you sign it too? And she goes, oh, heck yeah. Kevy calls me and was like, hey man, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. He was like, Derek wants to record some tuba stuff. I say, when do you want to do it? And he was like, let's do it Wednesday. It's Midnight Harlem. Um, and it just it caught our attention, man. And we started diving deep and we're like, okay, uh, we got to see these guys. All right, check it out. The unofficial Tedeschi Trucks podcast. Everything about Derek and Susan from a fan's point. Adam does a great job. Give it a listen. Here's the latest buzz on what is coming out in the world of rock and roll books and documentaries. I'm going to start with Jim Gordon's book, Drums and Demons. It's a tragic journey of Jim Gordon. It comes out February 27th. Gordon played with all the major players in the 70s. He was a member of the Wrecking Crew, the studio, L.A. studio band, the famous studio musicians. He was a drummer on the Derek and Domino's album. He was a drummer for Joe Crocker's Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour. Jim struggled heavily with mental health issues and eventually committed one of the worst crimes in rock and roll where he killed his mother. I just started the book. It's such a tragedy. Next month, it'll be a part of the books I review. New book coming out from drummer Jim Gordon. Let's get on to a more positive time, and that is a night in 1985 when a song was made that became the fastest-selling song in U.S. history. Can you remember what it was? Bonus points to anyone who gets this one right. It's the We Are the World Sessions, and there is a new documentary out entitled The Greatest Night in Pop that gives you all you need to know about that night. And you can say I'm pushing it again with this one. Not rock and roll enough, but remember who was there. Dylan uh, Springsteen, Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, Daryl Hall and John Oates, Billy Joel, Steve Perry, to name a few. There was some rock and roll talent in that room. I don't know. I'm going to give this one a look. One last documentary that came out that I really wanted to mention because it just looks amazing. And it's about the iconic musician, producer, Brian Eno, who has worked with huge talents, uh, David Bowie, 
U2, Talking Heads, Coldplay, to name a few. The new doc they just premiered this month at the Sundance Film Festival is called Eno. It was produced and directed by Gary Huswit. This is a very unique documentary. It's a generative film that is never the same twice. Every time it's shown, it'll be different. It's a groundbreaking new approach that suits a groundbreaking artist like Brian Eno. A lot of cool stuff coming out out of the Sundance Film Festival. I'll get into that more next month, and we'll stay on top of what looks like a great new documentary. Thanks for tuning in, love talking rock and roll and getting a chance to recommend a few titles for you. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed reading the books and watching the documentaries and putting this all together. I'll see you as always on the first Tuesday of every month with a brand new episode. All right, tear it down, pack it up and head on down the road. We'll see you next time in the Rock Talk studio.